Hey everyone, and welcome to Coffee with Kaylee. I'm your host, Kaylee Dickerson. I want to invite you to come have coffee with me and my friends. Join us as we catch up, open up, and have conversations for the soul. On this episode, we have my friend Ainsley Britton, a licensed Enneagram coach and a friend of mine for quite some time, and I cannot wait for y'all to get to know her. Before we jump in, this podcast is sponsored by Simplified. Simplified's mission is to inspire and equip women with the tools they need to simplify their lives. Emily Lay was a busy, overwhelmed mom who was simply looking for a tool to help her keep it all together. Aren't we all? (laughs) In a digital world where dings and buzzes are constantly controlling where our attention goes each and every day, Emily made the decision to do life a different way and founded Simplified. Their cornerstone product, the Simplified Planner, has changed the lives of hundreds of thousands of women around the world with its minimal and meaningful pages. There are no extra boxes to check or pages to fill out, so each day truly feels like a fresh start. I personally am obsessed with mine. So Simplified believes that mess is better on paper than in your head, and the Simplified Planner is the perfect place to get everything out of your head and onto paper, so you can spend more time thinking about the things that really matter. I know it personally helps me so much. If you're not a paper planner person, Simplified has tons of other beautiful products that will help you simplify your life too. Think notepads, baby books, art prints, journals, and so much more. To see everything Simplified has to offer and start living the simplified life today, head to emilylay.com and use my code Kaylee15 for 15% off your purchase at Simplified. Again, that's emilylay.com, spelled E-M-I-L-Y-L-E-Y.com and use my code Kaylee15. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Coffee with Kaylee. Today, I have my friend Ainsley Britton. Ainsley Glenn. Do you go by Ainsley Britton? Britton. Her married name is Ainsley Glenn. Yeah, if I haven't changed it yet. But still? Yeah. Ainsley. <laughs> I am a lazy and my husband doesn't care. Well, hey, I mean, if you want to keep your last name, do you, boo-boo. But, you know, if he cared, I would change it. If he was like, yeah, I really want to change it. Yeah. But he's like, Ainsley Britton sounds cool. And I'm like, <laughs> I agree. You're right. So <laughs> that's where we're at. I like it. I like it. So Ainsley Britton, everybody, she is a podcaster. Yep. A speaker. An Enneagram expert. Yep. Which I do want to talk about today because okay. we bring it up actually all the time so casually. You do. And I have never explained it to anybody and they're like, what is this thing you keep talking about? Okay. So I think it's one of the most healthy things that I've encountered in my relationships. 100%. I enjoy it because it's not just like, congratulations on being you. Here's all the awesome things about you. It is like, hey, this is when you are not in a good place yep. and this is when you're doing great. Mm-hmm. And this and, is what we can work on. Yes. And this is how we work together that. as the two types. And this is where we might run into conflict. Right. What was helpful for us, we we learned about it way later. And at that point, we were on a tour bus with at least six other people. So for me to know my people, yep. like we're living, what, 300, 200 square feet Max. Max. <laughs> and so to know if if our guitar player goes to his bunk, that's a good thing. Right. In the middle of the day. If our bass player goes to his bunk in the middle of the day, something's wrong. Yep. And just how people are wired for good or for bad, it's been the most helpful thing. So will you give a brief? I didn't even prep you that this is what you're going <laughs> to okay. do. I do it all the time. Will you give a brief one to nine? Of each. So someone would be like, oh, that's me. That's not me. I mistyped myself for a very long time. I thought I was a two. Yeah, you did. And because my life looks a lot like helping. And then I realized my motivation was to help people succeed. 
mm-hmm. in relationships, in life, my husband to help him succeed. So it looks a lot like helping, but the goal is to succeed, have a successful marriage, have a successful friendship, have a successful relationship with your parents and, and all that. be valuable. Yes. That's, that's the three is the two. Well, okay. We'll just get, yeah, let's get into it. Let's go for it. <laughs> okay. So the Enneagram, what it even is, is a map or a GPS, essentially talking about your core desires, your core fears, and the things that motivate you. So the difference is that it's not a personality test. It's like, here's what you're good at. Yeah. It's like, here's the depths of your soul. Yeah. <laughs> and the things you want people to know and don't want them to know. Yes, yeah. exactly. And But it also acts as guardrails, right? Whenever you're thinking about the stress and growth paths, it tells you, oh, this is this. These are the things that happen whenever I feel stress. I, that's a red flag for me to go ahead and go self care or do what I need to do to come back to my healthiest self. Yeah. So that's kind of what it is, and it's based on nine basic personality types, and those are the type one is the reformer. They're the rational, idealistic type. They're principled, purposeful, self controlled, and perfectionistic. Their basic fear is of being corrupt and evil. Their basic desire is to be good and to have integrity, to be balanced. Then you have the helper, type two. They're caring, interpersonal. They're generous, people-pleasing, and possessive. Their basic fear is of being unwanted and unworthy of being loved. And their basic desire is to feel loved. I'm a two. (laughs) Um, And the achiever is the type three. Success-oriented, pragmatic type, adaptive, excelling, driven, and image conscious. Their basic fear is of being worthless, and their basic desire is to feel valuable and worthwhile. So whenever you were talking about your misidentification, that's exactly how you can tell. Yeah. Is, is that basic fear, basic desire, which one is more true? Mm-hmm. And for you, that was the three. Yep. And once we go into growth and stress things... That's what actually made me realize it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. So the type four is the individualist, the sensitive withdrawn type. They're expressive, dramatic, self-absorbed, and temperamental. Their basic fear is that they have no identity or personal significance. And their basic desire is to find themselves and their significance or to create an identity. Hmm. Then you have the type five, the investigator, the intense cerebral type. They're perceptive, innovative, secretive, and isolated. Their basic fear is of being useless, helpless, or incapable. Their basic desire is to be capable and competent. Type six is the loyalist, the committed, security-oriented type, engaging, responsible, anxious, and suspicious. Basic fear is of being without support and guidance. Basic desire is to have security and support. And then seven, the enthusiast. Which is Russell. Yep. All day, every day. Which is Russell. I always think of Russell, Lauren Daigle, and Annie F. Downs. Mm-hmm. Those are my three sevens in my Favorite life. Favorite sevens. <laughs> like, Love them. For sure. Like textbook, too. <laughs> uh, the busy, fun-loving type. Spontaneous, versatile, distractible, and scattered. <laughs> basic fear is of being deprived and in pain, and their basic desire is to be satisfied and content and to have their needs fulfilled. Then type eight is the challenger. The powerful, dominating type. Self-confident, decisive, willful, and confrontational. Their basic fear is of being harmed or controlled by others, and their basic desire is to protect themselves and to be in control of their own life and destiny. Last but not least, our sweet angel peacemakers. 
Type 9, they are easygoing, self-effacing types, receptive, reassuring, agreeable, and complacent. Their basic fear of loss and separation and their basic desire is to have inner stability or peace of mind. And those are the nine types. Yes. And each, the more you dive into it, each one goes to something in stress and something in growth. That is what helped me pinpoint. So the more you dive in, like if you're like, I think I might be that one or I could be that one. I would suggest, do you like Beatrice Chestnut or do you like, who do you like? Who do you like as a, as a resource? I do. Um, my favorite is Suzanne Stabile okay. and Ian Morgan Cron. Cron. Cron, I think is how you say yeah, it. Yeah, sure. We don't know. The Road Back to You is what yes. I recommend for literally every human on the planet. And that's, those are probably the two people that I learn from the most outside of Beth McCord, who is your Enneagram coach, who is local to Nashville. That's who I'm certified under. Okay. As okay. her, your Enneagram coach's coach. <laughs> A coach for your A Enneagram coach, for... coach. Yeah. Well, yeah, I think the road back to you, most people are like, well, I took the test and I was blah, blah, blah. That is what they say. They say, do not take the test. My don't, people do don't. not do it. And I'll tell you this, this tests are only 75% accurate. Mm. So that's why it's not very accurate. Yeah. And I think we're just all not as self-aware as we think, honestly. One so you're like, you're like, oh, I'm like that. Or I'm like that. And Every time I take one of those, I'm like, I feel like Russell and my best friends should take this as like a collective because like you can be idealistic about yourself and you're like, yeah, for sure. I forgive people easily. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you can also take into account what being a Christian for me personally. I'm like, well, yeah, I do that because I'm a Christian. Right. But you shouldn't take that as though you are. Mm-hmm. It's like, how, how are you uniquely wired if you didn't have grace? And if right. you didn't have these different things, it changes everything. I remember reading yeah. it to my oldest brother. What I like to do is I take the road back to you. Yep. And before each chapter, it, there's like 12 points or 10 points of like what it's like to be a. Yeah. And so I'll read those through with people mm-hmm. who are like, I, I want to know what I am. Should I take the test? I'm like, no. So I have the iBook or whatever. It's literally on my phone. And I just <laughs> go through what it's like to be a, and I've read my oldest brother is for sure an Enneagram one. And they also say you're not supposed to type people. I do that all of the time. You I'm type j- people? Oh yeah. <laughs> I'm just confessing my sins a lot. They say don't do it, but yeah. I do it. I'm like, oh, wow, that's such a this. I'm like, there's a, I don't say it to their face necessarily, sure, but sure. mentally it helps me understand the people. Of course. And I'm like, well, okay, I see why they're doing that. They're wired this way. And in most cases, it gives me more grace for somebody. Yeah. It is not a, I want to type you so that you can fit in this small box for me. It is more like, I used to not understand why people weren't like me. Mm-hmm. And now I have so much more grace for like, oh, you're just not wired like that. And that's okay. Yep. But you are wired like this. And it's helpful, especially when you're in like a team setting, like most of our life is. But anyway, I was reading this to my oldest brother and it was like, he's a one for sure. And it's like not easily to forgive and this and that and this. And he was like, no, no, no. And he's a youth pastor. And so I was like, okay, so all the things you said no to, if you weren't a Christian, would that have been a yes? He goes, Oh, for sure. And I was like, yeah, okay. You're a one. But, and he was like, Oh, this is really interesting. He needs to dive more into it. Cause he is an incredible youth pastor and like equips his kids with Dave Ramsey and this and love languages. And he tries to equip them for the real world, which is amazing. Thank God for people like him. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, this is one of the most helpful tools that I have. So I, I talk about it all the time. 
I promote it all the time. I don't get paid to do such things. I just think it's really helpful. It is. And so if you're looking through these and you're like, or listening and you're like, ah, that was kind of close. I feel like I could be this or I could be that. I would look into what they go to in growth and stress. Yep. Because for me personally, I thought it was a two and twos and stress go to eight, which is combative, aggressive, confrontational. So not me. Like when I am stressed, I retreat. I want to take a nap. I want to watch a show. I need a hard reset. Mm -hmm. And that is not two like that is three like because a three goes to a nine. In stress. stress. Yes. Sorry. (laughs) Yeah. Threes go to nine in stress, which that is the type that retreats is more sloth, which I can struggle with and be like, I have nothing left. I need to just sit here on this couch and do nothing and do nothing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's what was really helpful to me. Cause I've talked to several people who they're like, I think I'm a seven or I'm like with a two wing and you're like, no, it doesn't work like that. So I think it's a really helpful tool if you guys want to dive into it. Yeah. And I'll tell you that the little map that I kind of guide people to, if they are trying to figure out their type and they can't is like, okay, start with the behaviors, which is what you're talking about. You're reading those things in the beginning of the chapter. If those behaviors don't give it away, okay, reevaluate the core fears and the core desires. So for you, it was differentiating between the two and the three. Okay. If that doesn't work, you still, you're still stuck. Then go to stress and growth. If that doesn't work, then call a coach mm. and just sit call down Ainsley, with them. guys. Sure. Ainsley be on Instagram. <laughs> Go holler at her. I just think like it's going to be a lot more effective with your time. If you sit down for an hour and do a typing session, then you can go from there, dive deeper into your type that you've now yeah. discovered, but also don't marry your type. Like, what does that mean? It means it's okay if you get it wrong. Oh, okay. Like, I thought like four shouldn't marry fours or seven. Oh, sorry. Marry. I, was yeah, like, no. I was like, I feel like we need to specify. No, this. no, no. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm glad you clarified that. <laughs> not actually. Yeah. It's not, not real life. Not holy matrimony. Yes. <laughs> Just You're like, not in a covenant with your type, with yeah. your Enneagram type. Yes. Yeah. Just don't like if you test a certain way yeah. and you're like, oh, I am this because the test says this. No, no, no. Don't worry about it. We always say to try your type on like clothes. Try it on. Yeah. See how it fits. Does it feel right as you do research about it? You know, there's there's a lot of cake layers to the Enneagram. That's kind of how my little brain works. And I mean, the further you get into the cake layers, <laughs> the more confusing it gets. Mm. So before you get too far, that's when I would call a coach. Yeah. Because once you get into subtypes and tri-types and right. oh my goodness gracious. It's intense. And if you don't have any guidance and you can figure it out, you're probably a five. <laughs> <laughs> that's that. I, that is hilarious. I, yes. So don't be overwhelmed by us just throwing around these terms. We've looked, I've, I've, we've been looking into this for what, three years at this point. Like it's like anything. I've it's, been a coach for uh two. Yeah. For yeah. sure. So it was the growth and stress that sort of helped me. And I was like, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Then I went into the subtype mm, yeah. and I was like, oh, I'm the one to one three that actually cares about success, but more so about the people around them and success relationally more than they care about their own. And yep. they have a really hard time with self-promotion, Yep, which I do because threes can get so pigeonholed into like the marathon runner, the corporate nine to five, the my husband, y- right. Your husband is the most quintessential, like social, right. Social three. Uh, yeah. And 
I was like, yeah, but I'm not that. Like mm-hmm. I didn't have a job like that and I could not care less <laughs> about marathons or any of that. I'm like, I care about the success of the relationships around me. And you have a two wing? Yeah. Oh, I call myself a two and a half. <laughs> so I have a really hard two wing. So it makes it really confusing. Yeah. Well, and I have such a hard three wing. Yeah. Which we're adding wings into this conversation. Yes. Sorry. So, this is so this. a wing. Go ahead. Explain what a wing is. Yeah. While we're here. Sure. So the wings are the number on either side of your main type. They are what we call the salt and pepper of your personality. So Mm. you can pull from them and add a little spice to your life if you want. (laughs) Um, You can pull from either one. Yeah. So as a two, my wings are a one and a three. As a three, your wings are two and four. Um, But you can pull so much from them that you start pulling in the unhealthy. Yes. Yeah. So you just kind of have to be careful with that. But it's just like over seasoning your food. Right. Yeah. I have such a strong three wing that I have to be careful because I really start to, you know, take on too much of that three. Yeah. You and I are mirrors. Yep. Which means our behaviors are probably going to look pretty similar. Mm -hmm. Um, But that core desire is what differentiates. Yep. And that's how you can really speak to someone's heart is through that core desire. That's how you can extend that grace. That's how you can speak to who they are, um, who their identity is and who Christ says they are in a, such a personal way that it's life changing Yeah, for them and for you and for your relationship. And that's so. why I kind of knew you were a two because I have more fear of failure than you do. Oh yeah. And I, I have always admired that about you that you just like do it. You just, it doesn't even matter. You're like, yeah, I released a book. Yeah. I, I picked a podcast and I started and just, I would like think about it and plan it. And I've been writing the same book for seven years and like just everything in me is like, well, when I release it, it has to be perfect. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, and you're like, just throw it out there. Spaghetti noodles at a wall. See what sticks. (laughs) There are so many embarrassing things of me on the internet. No, no. But I don't care. Cause I just always admired that about you because you you just freaking go for it. And I'm like, I need to be more like Ainsley. I I give myself this pep talk frequently i'm like i need to be more like Ainsley. yes yes i do i honestly this goes on in my head i just don't tell you it enough but like you said of uh you can take on the unhealthy things that's actually good for me to know because Mm -hmm. there are times where i'm like maybe i am a two because very rarely but there are certain people that i will help significantly and if it isn't in return Mm. it will hurt it will hurt my feelings i will not resent them to the same extent that it would if I was an actual two, like a helper that to break this down and an Enneagram two helps everybody else and can build resentment when it's not reciprocated. Yeah. If they're in an uh, average or unhealthy place. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And so I can occasionally and I'm like, oh, but I wouldn't have done that to you right. or more. So I get upset if someone is mad at me about something that I wouldn't be mad about. Oh, yeah. I'm like, I would not care about that. Right. You know, and so like I walk straight into that booby trap being like, because you can typically avoid it being like, well, that would make me upset. Do unto others. So I won't do it. Right. But when you don't really get upset about stuff, Lord, the amount of things I've done that make people mad. I'm like, (laughs) I wouldn't care about that. But okay, And that's happened to me. And I didn't care. And is that two-ness? Is that a two-ness? It could be either one. So the resentment piece. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, that is for sure. The two, but the getting mad part could be either one. Yeah. It's also like, uh, reminds me of the eight, the challenger, right? They're very much 
threes and eights can sometimes look alike. Interesting. Because they are, um, well, there's a few reasons. But, but they're leaders, yeah, typically. Yeah. Typically pretty good leaders. But in your example, the eight is also in that realm where it's like, why are you mad? You don't need yeah. to be mad about this. You know? And a lot of people, eights get a, a, a bad rep because they're like, they're so hard to deal with. And I actually have a lot of eights that I love. They're very healthy eights. I used to struggle with eights until uh, how you said it, it, the Enneagram creates this empathy. Yeah. When I dove into the empathy piece of these eights, I was like, oh my gosh, my heart is so for them now. And I love working with them because I don't have to worry about their feelings. Oh, you don't have to worry about that. And they're going to get it done. If yeah. they're going to do it, yeah. if they said they're going to do it, they're going to freaking do it. Right. I love that about my eights. Oh my gosh. I so appreciate them yeah. now. I worked with an eight in a previous job and I remember so many people having a problem with him because he was very much like, that's not a good idea. So yeah. Now, granted, obviously, that's a little harsh. You need, right. to, you need to work on that. Yeah. <laughs> but it also was like, okay, I don't have to guess how yes. you feel. Yes. And it's such a relief. It is. It's really nice. It's such a relief. So. We love that about you, Eights. Yeah, we do. We love that about you. Yeah. We'll get right back to the show, but first I'd like to share more about our amazing partners, Modern Fertility. What if I told you you could get important fertility insight without going to the doctor or even leaving home? Modern Fertility makes that possible with easy at-home fertility hormone testing. Traditional testing with your doctor can cost over $1,000, but Modern Fertility gets you the same info at $159, a fraction of the price. Also, if you have an HSA or FSA, you can put those dollars towards Modern Fertility. You'll get insight into your hormone levels, how many eggs you have, and other important fertility factors. The results go deep into what every hormone means, and you can also talk one-on-one -on -one with a fertility nurse to review your results and options for next steps. Modern Fertility is the easy and affordable way to test your fertility hormones at home with a simple finger prick. Mail it in with a prepaid label and you'll get your personalized results within 10 days. Right now, Modern Fertility is offering our listeners $20 off the test when you go to modernfertility.com slash Kaylee. That means your test will cost $139 instead of the several hundred or even a thousand plus dollars it could cost at a doctor's office. To get $20 off your fertility test when you go to modernfertility.com slash Kaylee spelled K-A-I-L-E-Y modernfertility.com slash Kaylee. Now back to the show. Ainsley, my good friend here, we've been friends since 2013. Yep. And she dated someone that we knew, mm. but I knew you first. Yes, because I had a nonprofit who, um, it, which is, has failed. Oh, hey. <laughs> but you know, it's okay. It was an incredible adventure. Yes, it was. Um, and we did a video shoot with you all yep. on... I think that shoot was pretty much based on sexual assault yeah, and raising awareness and PSAs for that. So that was how we met. Mm -hmm. But Collier is actually who told me your name, told me to reach guy. out to you because yeah. I had a class with him. Yes. So, yes. Anyway. And so that was 2013. Yeah. And then we became immediate friends. I was like, oh, wow, I'm looking in a mirror because we are mirrors of each yep. other on the Enneagram, which we discovered. But we didn't know that back then. No, but we did keep showing up to our coffee dates in the same outfit. <laughs> <laughs> Which is your uniform. And yeah, I just, just was copying white t-shirt and jeans. <laughs> or, or one time I think we were both in overalls, which was funny. Really? Yeah, just blue jeans, short overalls. Oh, wow. I don't even, I feel like I've never really owned those except for when I was pregnant, which, ooh, side note, Ainsley is pregnant. I am. So if I'm out of breath, <laughs> that's why. <laughs> You're 32 weeks. Yeah, I'm at almost 33 weeks at the time of, that we record this. Wow. Wow. I'm, I remember that phase where you're like, <gasps> 
I can't breathe. Yeah, I can't get a breath. Feet in my yeah, in your rib cage. Rib cage. Right yes. Now. So we'll we'll make this as brief as possible. We'll, <laughs> we'll just make Ainsley just tell us all the facts, give us all the info, because we have a baby on board. Um, but speaking of baby on board, mm-hmm. oh yes! Wow, what a good segue. you know who what? knew it? I know. I'm in the car. Uh, we are here. Are I'm so ready. <laughs> I am actually very proud. That was amazing. She's like, you're a professional. And I'm like, yes, I am. I'm really not <laughs> literally making this up, which you should be proud oh, of me. I am proud but, of you. But, but I did just take note, like to do a podcast, I had to make myself a whole studio. I had to bring in lights and like cameras and it couldn't cameras just be like me in a closet. <laughs> But you look beautiful. I'm like, I can go look, and work out. You look clothes. radiant. Kaylee and Russell's. So this girl across from me, I just can't wait to tell the story. A lot of people have asked, so like, where did your son's name come from? And this and mm. that. This girl across from me is the one who had the dream that his name was Remington. Yes. And I'm I'm so excited to give the full disclosure of this. I am too. <laughs> oh, I'm putting her on the spot and kind of calling her out all at the same time. Oh, but I, that'll make sense in a second. Yeah. So when Russ and I, we were married seven years at this point, and I had always wanted to be a mom, like made life decisions to be a mom starting in like high school, honestly, which you've learned if you've been listening to this podcast. I was telling Lauren I would break up with someone after I'd known them for two months being like, you're not my husband. I'm like a sophomore in high school. You know, I'm making career decisions in college being like, I know I'm just going to build this to tear it down because I want to be a mom. And so I always wanted to be a mom. I was really trying to find the timing of when multiplying. I felt like God said, we're not going to multiply you guys if it's going to divide you. And so I was just always waiting to be like, when's the time? When do you want me to like start trying? And I prayed for dreams. And so if you've been listening to this, you know, I dream a lot. The girl across from me dreams a lot. <laughs> a lot. Um, and we've learned a lot kind of bouncing things off each other and learning from each other. Mm-hmm. And so I prayed for three of my own dreams and three outside dreams because I didn't want to just wish it into my own life. Mm hmm. And because I wanted it so bad, I didn't want to just be like, well, I had three dreams. It's time. (laughs) But I could just be dreaming it because it's my heart's desire. Right. So I prayed for three of my own three outside dreams. Immediately, I get flooded. Like my friend Sky texts me that first week I prayed for that two dreams that I was pregnant. Same first week. They started flooding like crazy. Like I started taking screenshots of DMs from like you all being like, hey, I know this is so random, but I had a dream you were pregnant. Mm-hmm. People I've never met. And I was like, wow, wow. But I still had only had one. And then I had two. And I was like, God, if you're super serious about this, the night I have my third dream, some if someone else has one the same night, I'll know, I'll know you're for real. Mm-hmm. It's 2018. We're on tour with Darius Rucker in mm-hmm. Europe. And I have a dream. We're in London. I have a dream I'm having a baby boy. And I was like, okay. This is my third dream. Like so expectant. I'm like, let's see what's going to happen. Someone's going to text me in six hours <laughs> and no one texts me. And I was like, okay, well, it's just not time yet. I'll just keep waiting. And two days later, you text me and you go, oh my gosh, I forgot to tell you <laughs> two nights ago, I had a dream you were pregnant with a baby boy. Yep. And I was like, oh, You're like, like we what? were in a, I'll never forget it. We were in a ramen shop <laughs> and I was like, uh, Russell. And he was like, what? And I showed him the phone and he was like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, it's time. And I was like, I guess so. And so I I wrote that down. I was like, but still, I was like, God, if you're super serious, like, you know how you just are like, but if, 
but like maybe I was wrong or maybe yeah. I miscounted. Laying out. The I was like, just like if there's just more dreams, if you want to the next day, someone else texts me the next day, someone else texts me. I was like, okay, mm-hmm. he is super serious. It's time. And fast forward. So we start trying and it takes us nine months and your third confirming dream as far as like timing for was, you. Yeah. For me, yeah. was so pivotal for like my ability to withstand that season mm. because I was like, but you told me and you promised me. And even though I don't see it yet, I still believe you. Mm-hmm. I think it was six months into trying. You text me and you were like, I have a confession. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> this is for sure me calling you out publicly. <laughs> Look, I, and I will. Yeah, I was going to call myself out because this is just. I always crack up when I think about this because of just how the Lord works. And I'm like, I'm just so thankful that, that God works in the ways that he does. He yeah. just doesn't let you get away with doesn't it. Let you get away with it. <laughs> okay. Keep going. Everyone's like, what are they laughing about? I know. Sorry, it's it's really not that big of a deal, but I do think it's funny. It is funny. Well, that was whenever I was like, uh, I think that was whenever I was like, I know the name. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want to tell you <laughs> because it was my favorite name. <laughs> I think the first name ever on my boy list was Remington. You also had a dream at some point that you were scrolling through our text messages. You said, I, and I think this is when I confessed. Oh, you call, you, I don't remember this part. You said, I had a dream last night that I was scrolling through our text messages looking for the name because you had it's like you had told me. I'm, I wish you guys can see me. I'm jaw dropped over here. <laughs> I, I can't believe you don't. I remember. I this. don't remember this. And you know why I remember this so vividly? Because this was the Lord calling me out. Because <laughs> this is when the Lord was like, I'm I in gave, shock. I do not remember this. This is when the Lord said, I gave you something for someone else and you kept it. Wow. And I literally could cry thinking about it because I felt so convicted. <laughs> I was like, I am a terrible person. No, you are not. But I, but I felt like just so convicted. And I was like, yeah, that was pure disobedience on my part to hold, withhold this piece of the dream. So the original dream, I had a dream that you were pregnant with a baby boy. His name is Remington. And that was it. That was the extent of my dream. So whenever I texted you like two days later, I was like, oh, by the way, I had a dream. You had a son. Like it was very um, in passing for me because it wasn't yeah. super detailed. But I pray, if it's prophetic, don't let me forget it. Yeah. yeah. So I often delay telling until I know, I know that I can't forget yeah, it. That so is anyway. true. I feel that way too. Yeah. Like you just can't, you don't forget the ones that are real. The, I call them bubblegum, the ones that aren't real. What do you call them? <laughs> bubblegum bubble so dreams. Cute. I think, I think Daniela said it once at one point. I don't think call them anything. Yeah. Just now kind, I'm calling them bubblegum yeah, dreams. Yeah. It's just kind of like, to me, I don't know why she said that. Because they pop and go away. Yeah. Kind of. But also like, it's the things that like stick to your mind. Oh, like the things oh. that you've randomly thought about. I, I have no clue why eventually she will be on this podcast and I'll ask her and <laughs> yeah. she might not ever remember. I think she said it like in high school. She was like, Oh, that was a bubblegum dream. Like it means nothing. That's so funny. Like I you can that. tell a difference. Like yes. there's a weight to yeah. something that is like from God and something that you just like watched the mm-hmm. night before. And you're like, Oh, and he won't let you forget it. Yeah, exactly. Because it's either for you and your heart or for someone else. Yeah. <laughs> In this case, <laughs> and you are it was for someone else. To give it to someone else. <laughs> well, what's crazy about it is, 
So when you finally took, okay, okay, sorry, so I interrupted me. you. Yes, continue. You texted me and you said, I had a dream last night that I was scrolling through our text messages looking for his name. And Why? that's whenever I said, <laughs> oh, <laughs> well, <laughs> I didn't know the Lord directly called you out. So anyway, so then I say, I have a confession. I've known the name the whole time. <laughs> I knew, I knew the name and I didn't want to tell you. <laughs> and you're like, okay, what is it? Like, like are you going to tell me? Like, you're yeah, because like, I'm also like, well, I hope I like it because I don't want to offend you being right. like, nope, sorry, not the name. <laughs> yeah. And oh, I love this part of it because, okay, I'm just going to keep talking because we keep building this up and yes. not actually saying it. <laughs> um, so I say the name was Remington in the dream. Yeah. And then that's when you're like, oh my gosh. In yeah. the most Kaylee way. Oh, my, oh my gosh. <laughs> you were like, we, we were looking for an R name yeah. for the initials of Russell and his grandfather. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. And they all have the same middle name. Yep. And y'all were looking for an R name. You didn't find an R name that you loved. And the reason that I kept it from you is because it's so sentimental to me because um, my grandfather raised me as my father figure in the first like the thing that he did with me was that he took me hunting. Yeah. And I was the only girl ever at the hunting camp. He always made me feel wanted, included, valued. And the first gun he ever bought me was a Remington. That was my attachment. So that's why I was like, no, like this is mine because yeah. this is my memory. Cause he had passed by the time uh, we had this conversation. People are always like, did you name him after a gun? I'm like, no, I did not name my son after a weapon. It's also hot tools for your hair. Yeah, that's true. It's a, it's a few other things, okay, that's for true. the record. Yeah. But no, I'm always like, no, his name came from a dream. Yeah. Yeah. And which it did. It, yeah, for sure. And yes, to him, there was a layer of similar, same, same grandfather mm -hmm. story in his family. It's he's like fifth generation R. Edward Dickerson. Mm -hmm. And so we I was always looking for an R boy name. And there's not to be honest, there's a whole list of things that do not pair with Dickerson. Yeah. as your last name. Yeah. So I, there were so many names I loved. And I was like, nope, 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 nope. <laughs> <laughs> like Ryder, love that name. Yeah. Can't go with Dickerson. Can't do it. Like there's just a lot. There's a lot of things you can't, I do like that name Ryder, but anyway. Yeah. So I was like, when it came, when you text me that I was like, oh yeah, this is it. Mm -hmm. But I didn't know we were, I wasn't even pregnant. First of all. Oh yeah. I was like, well, I like that if we, when we have a boy, a first a boy. boy. Yeah. And so when I did get pregnant and then I found out it was a boy at that point, I was like, it almost feels like disobedience at this point to not name my child Remington. And now that I see him and like how big he is, it's such, everyone's always like such a strong name. That's what they say. Yeah. Oh, it's like strong name. I'm like, yeah, he's a hoss. Like yeah. he is like baby Hulk. Yeah. The way he climbs the stairs, it cracks me up. Like he's like Donkey Kong <laughs> going up the stairs, like gripping each rail. He's like one. I'm like, you shouldn't be able to climb the stairs. Yeah. He climbed a ladder yesterday, decorating <laughs> yeah. the tree. Just climb. The, they were like at least a foot apart. Maybe not. Maybe like eight inches, but he was like stepping by himself. Yeah. We were obviously behind him and I'm like, what is going right on? And what's even crazier, I don't think I've even told you this Ooh. is so January 1st is when I found out I was pregnant okay. and January 1st, 2020, welcome to the world shutting down. Yeah. I had no idea that was coming. And I was like, God, what's my word for this year? And he was like settled. 
Mm. Not like you settled for something, but you're about to be settled Mm -hmm. and settle in. And I was like, oh, we just moved into our house that we had renovated. I was like, oh, this makes perfect sense. Like we're going to settle in. Little did I know how settled (laughs) we would be. He's like, by the way, you're not going anywhere. And I know that. And you don't because three months later we all shut down and sheltered in place as you will for two weeks. Oh, wait. Yeah. (laughs) borderline two years just kidding (laughs) and so I was like okay that makes that makes perfect sense and so what I loved about Remington of course I looked up the meaning of his name and at that point I was pretty pregnant and I was like it's planted by the river is the like definition one Mm -hmm. and so I immediately thought of Psalm 1 and all these different verses that are like planted by the river even in seasons of drought Mm -hmm. you will still be green and bear fruit and I was like well this was a season of drought for us and here's actual fruit in our lives. And so like, Oh, that's so sweet. And fast forward till I'm almost nine months pregnant. And some of our friends came over, everyone gathered around our like college best friends and they were praying over me and the baby. And our friend Parker was like, I was looking up what his name means. And so of course in my head, I'm like, yeah, planted by the river. Mm -hmm. And she was like, his name means this planted by the river, but it also means settlement. Oh, wow. And I was like, wait, what? And she was like, this baby is, he's going to feel at home wherever he is. And you, it will feel like home wherever he is. Mm. It doesn't matter where you are in the world. If you guys are together, it will always feel like home. Yeah. And I was like, wait, but that was literally the word he gave me the The day I knew he was bright. I knew I was pregnant with him. I was like the layers of it. I was like, oh yeah, God named, it feels like Bible times. Like you shall have a son and you shall name him John the Baptist. Like you will have a son. You shall name him Jesus, Yeshua. You're like, it really honestly feels like that to me. That's so I'm true. like, well, I already have a dream about a girl name that I'm like, okay, whenever that comes, but I'm like, pressure's on. I'm like, Lord, I'm going to need you to name all my children. So like Remington doesn't get this, like he's more important than <laughs> yeah. the rest complex. Right. I'm like, he, that can't happen. I need you to distribute evenly, please. Like <laughs> I have a list. <laughs> Great. <laughs> I just Don't love, worry. I love that story. Children. And I've actually gotten so many um, messages about, since I talk about dreams on here all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was like, Ainsley's the perfect person to talk about this because I feel like we started to encounter like understanding the spirit of God and him speaking to us at really similar times. Yep. And so if you have tips and tricks, I will say someone reached out to me and something I definitely wanted to say on here is there, they were like, I have been having a lot of nightmares, this, this, and that. And Mm. you know this, I'm very passionate about this. I did not know about anything about like spiritual warfare, any of that kind of thing. And I got to a place that if someone finally was like, go home, anoint your home with oil, Mm -hmm. pray over every door and window. Yep. And it's a symbol of what happened at Passover with the Israelites, right? Like Moses said, take hyssop and put blood over your doorways so that the spirit of death would pass over the home. And so it's symbolic of that. That's where like what its origins really come from. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, okay, I don't know if this is real or not, but I'll try it. And I took just like olive oil when I moved into my apartment that Russ ended up moving into once we got married. I couldn't find the oil and I was spending the night there for the first night. 
And at this point, I was like, oh, this is real. Like, this is desperate. Like, I need oil before I sleep here. Yeah. And I couldn't find anything. And I could only find Pam. <laughs> so we sprayed Pam, like, on a on a plate. And I just took and We dipped our hands in the pan. I was like, it's oil. It doesn't have to it's be oil. from Israel. Okay? Like, it doesn't matter what it is. Just uh, some so oil. Funny. It's one of the symbols of Holy Spirit. And so we touch every door and window, pray over it, seal it in the name of Jesus and say, every other spirit has to leave. Yep. You have no authority here. You don't get to stay. This home is sealed by the blood of Jesus. Mm-hmm. That's it. It's that simple. It's nothing crazy. But I got to a point because I used to have nightmares a lot that I got to a point we were staying in different hotel rooms and every night we didn't do it. I would have a nightmare. Yep. Same. And I would be so exhausted. We'd be driving in a van with all these boys. I'm sleeping with like seatbelts in my back. And by the time we got to a real hotel, I'd be like, I'm just so tired. It's going to be fine. I'll just in Jesus name, we protect it. And I'd go to sleep and I would wake up with some crazy nightmare Mm -hmm. and I would just hit Russ and I'd be like, I'd have like some essential oil in my bag. Doesn't matter what it is. Lavender. I'm like, it's oil. Yeah. And he would get it, touch it, touch the windows and doors. I go back to sleep and it would stop. Yeah. And one day we were in church. I don't know if I've told you this. And Henry, our one of our pastors, mm. was like, some of God just shared with me that some of you are tormented by nightmares. And he was like, you pray over every single place that you sleep because it's that intense for you. Wow. And I was like, oh, my gosh. And he was like, stand up. And I was like, straight up. And he was like, I break it off of you right now. No longer will you have to pray over this place. No longer will you have to do this. No longer will you have to do that. And I haven't had to do it ever since. <gasps> really? Mm-hmm. How crazy is that? That's wild. I know. I I'm like, why does it? Why is it so? Why? You know? Yeah. I don't know. I still pray over any home we've bought right, or right, like right. somewhere we like live, live. And actually, I take that back. There's been a couple places something has happened, and I'm like, oh, this is a little extra. Yeah. And I'll still, I'll do it. Yeah. I um. I I, I love that because I also anoint every bed that I sleep in mm-hmm. with whatever. And it just, it's also just an act of faith. Like it's literally just, I think so simple to just be like, this is affirming for me too. Yeah. It's a comfort that I'm inviting the Lord into this space, into uh, just being the comfort that yeah. he is the great comforter. You know, he, he is going to come through and he is going to show up. I always pray for the extra mile, right? Like, and and extra and more and more. Mm-hmm. So not only do I want protection in this space from my mind, but do something supernatural. Yeah. Like make it even better than I yeah. could have ever imagined for me in sleep. I love sleep. It's my favorite. <laughs> Especially as a pregnant lady. Look, <laughs> he and sleep. We got this relationship. <laughs> so that was before I got pregnant. Then as soon like when I get pregnant, uh, I had someone pray over me that was like, you're going to have prophetic dreams about your daughter. And uh, we had found out and um, who she is and her character and everything. And I was like, yes, Lord, I receive it. Like, I love that. I've had dreams for other people's kids. Yeah. I would love to, ding, 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 <laughs> to, present. to have one for my own. <laughs> so I was like, that sounds wonderful. I had been sleeping until she prayed that prayer over me. Then what happens? Spiritual warfare. Mm-hmm. I have insomnia. I have restless legs. I wake up at 3 a.m. and I'm just wide awake. I don't have nightmares, but I, it's, it's the absence of sleep where those dreams happen that started happening for me. Mm. So I'm literally like, I'm in my third trimester now towards the end and it still happens. And I literally have to get up in the middle of the night and go to 
war for myself and for my sleep and for the space that I connect with the Lord most intimately, probably outside of the throne room in my imagination. But that it's just crazy how the one thing that God used to speak to me so clearly, so black and white is the one thing that keeps trying to be stolen from me, from the enemy Mm. um, in this season where I'm preparing for the greatest gift of all time. So anyway, it's crazy how these acts of faith truly affect. I mean, this is, this is faith is acting it out. Yeah. It's, it's doing the things that sound countercultural. You know, someone hearing this may be like, y'all are crazy. And I'll yes, be like, yes, yes, and amen. <laughs> yes, it and is, amen. And it is a, it's also a leap of faith to, to text somebody something like this, yeah. right? Like I had a dream, a friend of ours was untangling, like taking off some necklace because it was like her ex-boyfriend. I remember this. Yeah, you told me about this. And I was like, I don't know if I should say this, mm-hmm. you know, because I also want to clarify if you have actually, I'll take this out. I'll get there in a second. So she, she has this, I have this dream that a friend of mine is taking off a necklace cause it was an ex-boyfriend's. And I was like, I'm just going to text her. I guess it sounds, this sounds ridiculous. Like there's no significance to this. There's no, I don't get it. And I text her and she was like, okay, this is wild. And I was like, what? And she was like, I realized I'd been wearing my mom and my ex-boyfriend gave me really similar necklaces. And I had been wearing, and mind you, she's married to someone else. Yeah. She's like, I'd been wearing my ex-boyfriend's necklace this whole time. And I was like, what? And so she was like, this is crazy. And she starts talking about dreams and she has prophetic dreams, but mm. didn't know. Didn't know. Mm. And so it opened this door. What seemed so wildly insignificant <laughs> really meant everything to her. And yeah. I was like, oh, okay, sure. I'm glad I'm, I'm willing. I'm able God. I'm willing to look crazy mm-hmm. if that's going to help somebody, yeah. you know? And I prayed specifically to, for God. I was like, how do I know what's of you and what is not? Because I think it's really easy as Christians to be like, I'm under attack and that this and that and this, and that is so true. Mm-hmm. And like, I also didn't sleep third trimester, but I also, I think God's also prepping you to be a mom for sure. And there's, that's a piece of it. You're like, Absolutely. I'm up every couple hours cause I have to pee. And you're like, well, you're going to be up every couple hours in the next month anyway. Yeah. So life is just He's just taking you on a journey. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And there is like, I just love that you're stewarding that well, because I did it. I was like, I'm going to go pee. Thank you, Jesus, for this baby. I'm going back to sleep. Like, <laughs> like, like love you, God. Love you, Remington. Night, night. Oh, I'm upset. <laughs> I'm going to war, but I'm upset. <laughs> I'm like, so I, but I prayed. I was like, God, I want to know a difference between nightmares and what's you. How do I know what's the enemy attacking my dreams and what is of you? And I prayed this right after Russ and I first got married. It was 2013. uh, And it's one of those dreams I will never, ever forget. That's how you know. Mm -hmm. And in my dream, he had just played uh, the So May Center is what it was at the time, which is now Bridgestone, like Mm -hmm. the arena. And in my dream, he had played the arena. Mind you, at this point in time, he had played zero arenas. (laughs) (laughs) Now he has played arenas. So it's just crazy even to think like that. But Back then I was, we had just gotten picked up after the show and we were headed home and 
all of a sudden I was like, I'm starving. I'm going to run back in quick and go to concessions, which now knowing me, I'm like, this is actually what I do. I do this all the time. Yeah. I'm like, wait, I'll just go to con- concessions really quick. I'm starving. <laughs> so I go in and I open this paper bag and in it was a dead fish and a dead snake. And you're like, mm. immediately I was like, oh, wow, this is some Matthew 33 situation, dead fish. If you ask for a fish, God will not give you a snake. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, okay. And I woke up startled, obviously. And it, I went back to sleep. I was like, God, I want you to interpret this dream for me because I don't know what to do with this. Mm-hmm. And in my next dream, which is one of the two times this has ever happened in my life, that I segued into a second dream from the first. And in the next dream, I was telling Russell what happened. So mind you, this is a dream, but I'm telling Russell, I had this dream that this happened and that happened and this happened. And he was like, oh, it's like when you pray God and you ask for a fish, God will not give you a snake. Mm. And I was like, yeah, that's what it is. And he was like, and then I wait, let's get it. So God will not give you a snake. And then I was like, oh, but they were both dead. So this is all still in the dream. I was like, they were both dead. So he shows me the snake so that I can pray it dead Mm. and it doesn't happen. Mm. And it just shifted how I saw nightmares. Yeah. Because it wasn't just to torment me. It wasn't just to attack me. I had different dreams that I was like, oh, I'm going to pray against that divorce I just dreamed about for my friends. Yeah. And I'm going to pray against. And he was showing me things to go to war for someone. Yeah. So I would like to give a disclaimer. If you have a dream (laughs) that someone gets a divorce and this do not text them. Yeah. This is unless it is like an, a positive life giving thing. Do not tell them this isn't about you. This is about them. And you can bring to God in prayer and warfare for people's lives and marriages and relationships and whatever it is without them knowing about it. Yep. You can keep a secret. You can have secrets between you and the Lord, but I encourage you to write them down because that uh, has been incredibly helpful for me. That's what I was actually looking up on my notes app was my dreams that I wrote down in three, eight, 18 Kaylee Dickerson was pregnant and had a blue sweater on. <laughs> so that was the first or my three, eight, 18. I was, that was eight, 2018. That's what, yeah. But I, that wasn't until the fall. Oh, so I must have had multiple. Yeah, you had multiple, but still a blue. I believe that because I had, I remember dreaming about you and Russ so often. Um, but what you just said, the nightmare thing and going to war for someone else reminded me of one that I texted you about immediately because I was so freaked out. And I remember texting you being like, what do I do with this? Because it's so scary to me. Yeah. So the guy that I was dating whenever you and I met, uh huh. Um. <laughs> so our relationship was toxic. It was codependent. It was um, abusive. It was awful. It wasn't great. It wasn't great. But you know what? <laughs> it launched the end of that. Launched me into the most healing journey with the yeah. Lord. And you've helped so many people exit relationships like that teach yeah. them how boo-boo dudes if yeah. you don't follow ainsley follow her she's got great life advice about boo-boo dudes august 2022 book coming out there don't we go <laughs> there we go plug it <laughs> there we go but <laughs> but this is what was so crazy so we um i'm trying to remember like exactly what happened but 
I remember that Justin and I were sitting in church and he came in. It was like church has already started, you know, um, and he kind of sneaks in a door and sits behind us and like taps me on the shoulder and is like, um, like, let's go in the lobby. I need to tell you something. And I'm like, okay, like, this mm-hmm. is weird. Cause I'm with Justin, my right. husband. So it's very strange. We were married when you had this dream. I'm trying to remember. Uh, gosh, I wish I, I don't even, I had to have been surely this dream was in the last five years. Yeah, probably. I think so. Um, so I go, he kind of like disappears in the lobby before, uh, before I get there. And then when I walk in the lobby, he is sitting in the corner of this lobby, bawling, crying with a weapon in his mouth, like, oh man, about to I remember take his life. And I'm like, uh, like speechless, right? I walk over to him. And I'm like, what's going on? What's going on? And he was going, I miss you. I love you. I miss you. I love you. I miss you. I love you. And he was like grabbing my leg, like, like a child would you know like grabbing it like i need you like i I miss you i love you i need you and it's like desperation and i just panicking i'm panicking i'm even like having shivers like on the inside thinking about it because of how much it like got me in the night and i remember thinking like this is you broke up with me you know all those years ago like this makes no sense like how how are you feeling this whatever so i wake up And I remember thinking like, Lord, what was that? Like, what is going on? I'm so scared. Like, I don't don't even know. I text you and you were like, go, go to war for him. Cause I was like, do I tell him this? Like, this is wild. No, 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 no. Yeah, no, no, no. So I was thinking that, but I was like, what do I do with this? I texted you and I was like, what do I do with this? This is the most intense dream I've ever had like that and you're like go to war with him so i literally yeah i was in houston that's what it was yeah um so we were married so i just go to war for this guy like i'm not even like hope all the best for him like blessings and blessings y'all don't keep in touch we don't keep in touch like you're not buddies (laughs) he's not my friend (laughs) we ain't talking yeah i don't even know if if he has my number i don't know if i have his i don't think we yeah so anyway all of that to say i go into warfare for him i'm like just you know claiming peace over his life and whatever whatever then i close my eyes and i'm re into the dream well like i go back into the dream this was the most magical not magical holy spirit filled thing i've ever witnessed in my subconscious (laughs) yeah jesus walks into the lobby scoops him up like a baby and is walking out the door but before like they're like halfway in and out the door jesus turns to me and says this is not your battle Ooh, i'm covered in chills like you can let this rest he is not your responsibility mm. which i i don't think that i necessarily felt responsible for him but one of the things he would tell me whenever we were together was that he would take his life if i ever ended mm. it with him you know if i was the one who who would leave him. He would take his life. So it was so heavy for me in in that relationship. And just hearing Jesus say that to me was the most chain-breaking, freeing thing. He looked me dead in the face and said, this is not your battle. I love that because it's like you did your piece. Like he told you to go to war for this person. Mm -hmm. You did. And, And like I can feel a shift and all of a sudden I know it's done. 
and mm-hmm. and I can move on. But like, if he hadn't told you that, you would have carried that, and God yeah. forbid, say that ever happened, you could have thought I would have. Did I myself. not do enough? Yep. Right. And in His kindness, I freaking love Jesus. Like mm-hmm. that is amazing, amazing. Because I never worried after that. Yeah, I never worried after that. Wow. And I and I can't tell you how many dreams I had um, about girl he dated after me. It was like I knew when he was hurting her, mm-hmm. I would have a dream about it. So that was a real burden for me, too. I would just, like, go to war for her. I would go to war yeah. for him. I'd just be, <laughs> we in war a lot, okay? Yeah. Let me just tell you. <laughs> just in case you're wondering, we are up. at battle. Yeah, Ephesians 6. Here. <laughs> get, get good, news, good news, angels outnumber the demons two to one. And, my friends yes and it is amazing it's an yeah, honor the battle has been won look but we amazing. just are the hands and feet still at war out yes. here 100 percent. and it's such a gift put on your armor of god and and pick up your sword let's go if someone says i'm praying for you i'm like i'm so honored that's the best thing that's the best yeah. gift you could give me oh because, my gosh because you really pray for people so you right. know what that means there right. are people who are like i'm praying for you and they're not doing jack they're just don't scroll don't, in their Instagram. And let's just say, don't say it. Don't do it. Don't say it don't, if you don't mean it. Don't do it. look, <laughs> don't say it. Look, well, it means something around these parts. It like does. It, it does. does. That means that is like, and that just shows how little we know about prayer, I think. Yeah. In general. And it's but. how little faith we have in it. Mm-hmm. One of the best analogies I ever heard was when you cut a tree down, the leaves stay green for a while. Mm. But that tree is is dead. And so when I pray for something, I'm praying that thing did and it provided it's a bad thing, yeah. <laughs> obviously, praying against them. you know, praying against something. And even if the leaves are still green, I believe it's done. Yeah. Like you don't have to keep going and keep going. Like bless are those who pray and believe. Mm-hmm. And after it's not a real verse, I think so. <laughs> well, it's probably in the Beatitudes somewhere. <laughs> That's the uh, Kaylee Dickerson version. (laughs) The KDV. (laughs) It's in the KDV somewhere. Taking another quick break to share with you one of our phenomenal partners, Crew. I love and admire the work of Crew. They are committed to sharing the Bible and proclaiming the gospel throughout the world. My life is continually transformed by reading the Bible, and I can't imagine living without it. But there are people who can't get some. They can't jump on Amazon Prime to order one that'll show up the next day, or some people can't afford them. There are people who aren't even allowed to have a Bible. This is true for so many people around the world. Sometimes we forget there are so many people who don't have access to the Bible. That's why I'm so honored and excited to partner with Crew. Crew is one of the largest evangelical organizations with over 25,000 missionaries in almost every country. Crew is giving Bibles to people all around the world in their own heart language and sharing the hope of Jesus. Here's where they need your help. For only $21 a month, you can provide three people with Bibles each and every month. When you sign up to provide three Bibles with a monthly gift of $21 as a thank you, Crew will provide meals for five hungry families through their humanitarian aid ministry. Simply text COFFEE to 71326 to help today. Imagine how much this gift could change someone's life. I sure know it will. So text COFFEE to 71326, that's C-O-F-F-E-E, to 71326 to help now or visit give.crew.org slash coffee with Kaylee. One of the things we were talking about before we even sat down to have this combo of we were talking about Joseph and he's a story in the Old Testament in Genesis talking about he's someone God gave a specific dream to 
he is a reason you don't tell people your dreams. Mm -hmm. (laughs) He tells his brothers, he's like, I had this dream. You all were bowing to me. And they're like, let's kill him. (laughs) So like, (laughs) he's the reason he is. But don't worry. The Lord can work all things together for the good of those who love him. It all works out. He saved an entire nation through him. Yep. He interpreted a dream that saved the the nation of Egypt. Let's look into that. Pharaoh, now river, whatever. Old Testament buzzwords. <laughs> Pharaoh, now river, Egypt, Joseph. <laughs> also KDV. But yeah, KDV. It's it's it is. <laughs> I wish I could be more healthier. But my brain was uh, hey, like, no. Oh, but I just loved. I right loved now. it because. I, I was revisiting it today because I was like, we're going to talk about dreams. And Joseph is like the dude, the dude. And not only did he, did he have his own dreams, but he had the gift of interpreting dreams. Yeah. And he said, interpreting dreams is God's business. And I'm like, yes, mm-hmm. it is. Mm-hmm. If you're going to people who are telling you fortunes, dream, interpreting tarot cards, any of that stuff, I'm going to go ahead and say, you should not yeah. just trust me and believe me when I say there are plans of God for your life and there are plans for the enemy for your life. Yes. So unless someone is telling you from a place of someone who understands God, I don't want to know the plans that the enemy has for my life. Yeah. I actually just don't. Yeah. I really want well, to know the know plans. Them. Right. Well, yes, yeah. he'll kill and destroy you. Yeah. <laughs> just, well, I actually had this conversation with a friend cause she came up to me and was like, well, I had this, um, psychic tell me this and mm-hmm. that. And Bye. and I was like, listen, honey, uh-uh, this is, <laughs> so you do not want to know the enemy. And it was, said. it was all death. It was, this relationship will never work. It was, this person spoke death. And when it's God, he speaks life. Yeah. And the gift of prophecy in general is to edify, Yeah, to encourage. Mm-hmm. I mean, that is the business. That's the business of God. Like he's going, if he's going to use you to speak to someone else, it's, yeah, it's likely going to be to increase their faith. Yep, Not- and that is what we're here to tell you. Based on these dreams, don't tell people yeah. uh, dreams that speak death. So that is yeah. that is yours to warfare. And I'll add one more thing that I think is interesting. And for me personally, there's a lot of times I dream things and I don't share. Like you said, there's mm-hmm. wisdom in just like pondering it in your heart, like Mary write it down. And if they come to you later, you're like, Oh, I had a dream about this. Right. It's super helpful. And it's confirming at that place in time, but it doesn't have to be, Oh, I had this dream last night. I'm going to tell you. Mm -hmm. And so I actually like withhold a lot of that information, but I thought it was interesting when I was reading about Joseph, he says he's interpreting someone else's dream. And he says, as for having two similar dreams, it means that these events have been decreed by God and he will soon make them happen. And I have not read that in a very long time. And that is like, an MO I have on dreams. Like a lot of times I'll dream something and my next dream, if I'm telling them the dream, that's what happens for me. It's like, I had this dream, my next dream, I'm telling them the dream I had. Yeah. I'm like, Oh, I should tell them. Yeah. And, and so then I will, those are the ones I'll tell them when it's a second, it's a duplicate. But I just thought that was so interesting. I already did that. And maybe I just had that secretly tucked away in my mind that I knew that, I don't know, it was confirming to me the double, yeah. thing was super fascinating. And I love that. I mean, I'm, I'll definitely want to pray for that because I, I mean, that's like as com- confirming as you can get. Yeah. And I also say like, if I, I ask the Lord, okay, how do I tell between prophetic and bubble gum? Yeah. And that's bubble helped gum me too. forget the bubble gum and, you know, remember the prophetic, but also is there a verse that I can give this person? 
is there something in the word that is actually your voice that I can give this person? Because anytime with the gift of prophecy, you know, there's, we're human. Right. You see in part and you know in part. Yeah. So I always say like, look, if this resonates with you, if this is confirmed by the word of God, like take it and take it to him. And, you know, yes, that is a good tidbit to include. But if you feel that's that feels weird, that's probably me. Yeah, that's that's probably my human. For me, actually, I will have a really traumatizing piece. Like I will see someone die or Mm -hmm. I'll be afraid I'm going to die or something. And I'll wake up and be like, (gasps) And, and that is what, and then I always dig deeper. I'm like, okay, what was beyond that? Mm. Because for me to remember it, a lot of times I need that piece mm-hmm. to make me realize I'm like, I had some dream that really stirred me. Something like feels off and wrong. And then I will dig. I'm like, okay, what was beyond that? And that's usually when God was telling me something of importance and it had nothing to do with the car accident or the plane crash or the thing that gave me anxiety enough oh. to remember I had the dream. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, let's go a little deeper. What else did you show me? Yeah. And then that's what I'll write down. So we're just here to encourage you guys to like, let God talk to you in your dreams. Yeah. And the one thing I also want to just point out before we end yeah. it is that if you feel disqualified by this conversation, cause you've never had a dream. Oh wow. Yeah. Don't, that doesn't mean you're disqualified. Yeah. You, anyone uh, these gifts of uh, the Holy Spirit, uh, the spiritual gifts are available yeah. to anyone. Yep. Um, head and axe and read about them and um, ask the Lord for what you want. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's I literally I had vivid dreams in the past and I was like, this probably could translate to a spiritual gift. So I'm going to pray for prophetic yeah. uh, dreams. So just know that you're not disqualified if if this specific conversation didn't feel like it fit in your puzzle piece. Do your research. We're sen- we're sending you with a lot of homework. Yeah, have enneagram homework. <laughs> you have spiritual <laughs> gifts homework. So sorry about that. But, but God truly. promises. He's like, I'll pour my spirit out on all f- all yeah. flesh. It says old men will dream dreams, but hey, clearly it's not that specific because we are not old and we are not men. <laughs> yes, and <laughs> but amen. we have dreams. Retweet. He pours his spirit out on all flesh yes. and. And so just pray for it and pray that he fills your dreams and covers your dreams. And then ask him when you're like, I don't know what this means. Ask for him what it means and just write them down. Let it be time to practice, time to learn. Let him teach you. Like Mm -hmm. no one's expecting you to come out just knowing everything about everything. The minute you believe it, no one expects that. And this is just something that is confirmed by the word of God. God spoke through dreams to so many people and I, I believe he still does. You believe he still does. Absolutely. I mean, I've just seen too much. I'm like, I have no credit. I, <laughs> I do nothing to deserve this. Absolutely. I and that's why I kind of like it. I just, you can't even brag about it. Even right. though Joseph did, don't do that. It's <laughs> And there's been seasons where I, d- I thought it was cool and I did get prideful about it and I felt like they dried up. Yeah. We've learned a lot, a lot of trial, a lot, mostly error Yeah, and that's okay. You know, we're all just figuring it out here, friends. Yep. I've only, I've been on this journey eight years trying to figure it out Yeah, understand spiritual giftings and, uh, oh, I would love to just pray over anyone who wants yes, them come on. and impart that on to them. Yes. Like, if anyone listening is just praying for either prophetic dreams or just a spiritual gift and just doesn't really understand just pray that those are um, clear on what yeah. the desire of your heart is when it comes to that and how you want to use uh, or be used in the kingdom and bless other people through um, clarity with the Lord's word. And uh, I just would love to impart that gift onto you in Jesus name and yeah. double it. And 
where you can, you know, walk with your hands open and just collect all of his blessings. So then you are able to give to other people and that you are able to um, just pour out and in, in exactly how Kaylee said in a humble way, in a way that not only edifies other people's faith, but edifies your faith where your faith becomes, becomes unshakable because I can tell you now that no one can tell me that God isn't real. Yeah. So I just pray that over anyone listening who has any desire to receive more from the Lord and make prayer um, real and make prayer their weapon and put on the full armor of God, which includes, you know, walking in in truth and uh, reading the word and uh, taking prayer seriously and going to the Lord with all of their bleeding heart and letting him be the great physician that he is healing and then using that as a testimony for his greatness. Yes. God. And I just pray for the presence of God right now to everyone listening to just fill the car, fill the sidewalk they're walking on, fill their home, fill every piece of their home. God right now. And I pray protection over them, over Mm -hmm. their homes, over their families, that they are guarded by the spirit of God and um, where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom and there's liberty. And I pray freedom over their minds, over their hearts. And I just pray um, protection over their sleep. And um, just like our pastor prayed over me that their sleep will be protected wherever they go. I pray that over Ainsley. I pray that over every single person listening, God, that mm-hmm. um, you will make yourself known that if they seek you with your their whole heart, yes. God. And so we pray for whole hearts turning towards you. Mm-hmm. and whole lives turning towards you. And we pray that you just um, bless this day, bless all of our friendships, all of our families. God, we love you. Thank you, Jesus. You're just the best. We love you. Thank you, Thank Jesus. you, God. Amen. Amen. Guys, thanks for joining us. <laughs> Honestly, though, this is one of the most accurate descriptions of coffee with Kaylee, though. Like, how many times did we just end up praying? <laughs> In the middle of a coffee, one thousand percent. This is a real life conversation. Like this isn't. Yeah, for sure. If we weren't recorded, this would have been the. This would. Yes. Honestly, we're about to go have dinner with our husbands upstairs, and um, I'm curious to break down what we think Russell's wings are. Oh, oh yes, this will be an adventure. I know, right? I know. I, I, I'm not even gonna say what I think. Anyway, I'll report back uh, at some point. He's gonna come back on here, so we have to record that still. So I'll report back then, guys. (laughs) He said, just so you're on the edge of your seat about your wings that you know nothing about until today. (laughs) Don't mind us. We love you guys. Thanks for listening. We'll talk. We'll uh, what's up? We'll talk to you next week. I feel like we just went so deep, and we're coming right back out. Okay. Okay. Goodbye. Love you. Next week, I have my friend and pastor, Alex Seeley. She and her husband lead our church with such purity and transparency, and they're filled and fueled by the Spirit of God. It is unlike anything I've actually ever seen before. So I'm so excited for you guys to get to know her. I'm in awe of her in the powerful way God speaks through her. So I just cannot wait for you guys to listen. You're just going to love her. I know it.